We are live. Let's unmute all the Discord. Live and direct. Yes, live and direct. <coughs> and dying. And dying. Today is May 17th, 2022. It's the weekly Wednesday show. With our host, Cal, all things Leo, Suniverse, etc. Um, you may need to. Might want to hit the announcements. Uh oh, reset. Um, yeah, I'm looking at Twitter and it just says untitled. Oh, I guess it's working. It just says untitled for some reason. Did you not put a title? No, I did put a title. It says, uh, well, it has the title and then it says untitled below it. So that's fun. Uh, but if you click that, it opens it anyway. So we're good. All right. Going to hit the uh, announcements, everyone. Yep. We are going a little bit early today because well, Cal said he had to do some stuff later. So. So since he's the uh, the talent here, we got to work around that. Yeah, we've got some uh, big updates with uh, we got big news this week with uh, news. <laughs> with news. communities features Leo Mobile uh, PSPS a lot of a lot of dev meetings this week. Okay, well, why don't you remind the audience and the listeners and the re restream viewers uh, what is communities? Yeah, so communities, I'm 99% sure that uh, JK6276 was the first person to come up with the idea of uh, communities. And basically uh, what that is, is uh, dedicated pages on leofinance.io that are uh, designated specifically for uh, different crypto communities out there. Um, and obviously that doesn't just have to be crypto. It can be, you know, stocks, it can be bonds, it can be um you know apple stock you know you could talk about apple you could talk about tesla uh we get mike shine to run that community um <laughs> and uh so so yeah so all these different communities can basically be leveraged um to target um and you know basically basically combine the the you know, take the idea of Leo Finance on the homepage, like the curated section and everything, and put it into a page specifically for a designated community. Like um, ThorChain is obviously my favorite example to use where uh, there's going to be a leofinance.io slash ThorChain. And it's a community that's all about ThorChain on leofinance.io. So it basically will filter all the content about ThorChain and push it to this one page. Um, and Essentially, the way it does this is by um, is by a group of moderators. So it's kind of like, I mean, it, it is basically like Reddit communities and also Hive communities that that you know Hive created these communities and Leo Finance obviously has one on Hive. Um, it's kind of like those ideas combined, um, but it is not a community on the Hive blockchain. It's actually just a community within Leo Finance's <laughs> interface. What's the difference? So with a community on the Hive blockchain, it, it basically on chain, it's, it's separating and filtering content. Um, and, uh, and that was obviously included in one of the Hive hard forks uh, over the past uh, like year or two. Um, and uh, on Leo Finance's UI, it's, it's essentially just a curated, like a curated feed, but it's specifically curated for that community. And then it's got a couple other features like showing the price of, of the asset uh, some official links, um, stuff so like if that. You, if you go way, way back, 
uh, I have requested a feature with a chart yeah. along with uh, annotations for different pieces of content. Yeah. Are we, are we getting that? We're not getting that in V1, but we will get that in the Sooniverse. That is a that is actually a pretty complex uh, feature. I've already talked to the devs about it, but um, well, like, like in gonna... Google in Google Finance, like they'll have a chart and they'll you'll be able to click different pieces and it'll take you to a different piece of content. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So we're gonna have that um, in the future because I also think that that's a, a killer feature because you know and and we use this example back in the day where you'd be able to like look at the chart and go back to when Rune was sixty cents and uh, you would see that you know I was making posts about it. Um, and you could go back even further to like 14 cents and like Shanghaipreneur was making posts about it. And you can read those posts from when Rune was basically nothing. And, and then it turned into something. So then maybe you start following that author because you're like, oh, wow, he, you know, saw the matrix. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's a killer feature, um, but it's not going to be in V1. So V1 is essentially, and I'm looking at it right now, but V1 is essentially um, these, it's going to be, you know, and, and ThorChain will be the first community page. So it's going to be um, a page that you go to leofinance.io slash Thorchain. It's going to show the rune price. It's going to show um, like get started links that, that link out to Leo Finance content. So like what is Thorchain? What is rune? What is deterministic value? What is Cosmos? Um, and then next to that is a Thorchain official link section, which just basically takes you to like Thorchain.org, Thorswap, uh, Thorchain's Twitter, their Telegram, and then to the right of that, you see the community moderator. So you see the list of Leo Finance users that are official moderators for the ThorChain community. Um, and, and basically those moderators can be chosen, you know, in any sort of order. Um, and they are responsible for basically curating the ThorChain content that goes on that page. Um, and it's kind of interesting so, the way that that works. Go ahead. So it's not just I tag this ThorChain and it shows up, the moderator has to right. do something? Yeah. So, so let's say that, let's say that, you know, Neil goes out and makes a post and tags at Thorchain and he's talking about deterministic value for Thorchain uh, and Rune. That post won't show on the Thorchain community until one of the community moderators actually upvotes the post. So basically the way that that curation works is the same way that the curators pick section works where uh, it's, it's sorting content based on how uh, large of an upvote the curator gave to that post relative to the other posts that it's that the curators upvoted, um, and it's a little bit more complex than that because it actually has uh, the the curators picks page uses one curator at a time, and the community pages uses all the community moderators at the same time. So, so what basically, if they have different vote strengths. Right then, then the uh, basically then the the uh, light and it uses lightning to uh, to sort that content. So basically, lightning then will rank posts uh, based on the collective upvote of the curators when more than one has upvoted it. Um, so it gets a little complex, but essentially what we're trying to accomplish is that the on when you go to leofinance.io/thorchain, it's going to show you the best posts that are about Thorchain. Um, and it's not going to necessarily have as much of a, um, a harsh curve in terms of um, the date of when it was posted. So if you go to like curator's picks, um, you pretty much will never see a post that's older than seven days. Um, if you go to leofinance.io slash Thorchain, you might see a lot of content that's older than seven days, um, which gets us into a, a larger discussion of something that, that I've wanted to create for a long time, which is... Um, 
basically a reward structure for older content that is getting a lot of uh, traction and traffic, um, which which I've talked to uh, hit me ASAP a lot about. Yeah. So uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's some ideas just to do it manually. So if you've been paying attention to the Curation Engagement League, um, ABH12345 puts out a post every week. Uh, basically showing the top commenters on on Leo Finance and uh, engagement. And uh, I started doing this thing where if you beat me in engagement each week, I will send you 100 Leo. Um, you've been sending out last... a lot of Leo too. <laughs> What's that? You've been sending out a lot of Leo. I know. So so the funny thing is that I did this and the first like one or two weeks I ranked like top five. Uh, and then, you know, I think last week I ranked like number 19. So I got to send out like 1,800 uh, 1800 Leo, um, for last week's engagement league. Um, so it's pretty crazy and, and people are, are, uh, yeah, I got to pump those numbers up. Um, yeah, people are destroying me. And I think I did like 200 comments last week. So it just, it just gives those you a rookie reference. numbers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it gives you a reference of, of just how engaged people have gotten. Cause I think I did like 150 comments the first week and I was top five. Then I do 200 comments last week and I'm top, not even barely top 20. Um, so that's good for engagement though. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, I, I think, I, and I have thought for years that, you know, comments are so underappreciated in the hive slash team ecosystems. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, you can put out content and people can upvote it, but I mean, actually people engaging with it and saying something about it mm -hmm. is I think so much more valuable to any sort of developing community. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so a couple of questions before we hit something else. Uh, one is you said you're looking at it right now. Can we get a screenshot or something? Or... <laughs> um, let's see what I want to show here. Sneak peek. Also, just so this clarity um, within. So basically these communities are kind of like, I don't know like almost like subreddit. So if I go to like the Thorchain community, that page is basically going to look like the main page, but it's only going to be Thorchain content. Is that essentially how it Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it'll look a little different, but but basically, yeah. But yeah, it'll show like the curated stuff will basically be Thorchain content. And then it might have like whatever, you know, trending and new. Yeah, uh, well, no, it's, it's only going to have the one feed. Um, so it's gotcha. going to have the one curated feed. Um, there's not going to be like a new or a curate or oh, okay. a new or a trending. Uh, so it, it basically gets rid of that whole trending thing altogether. Cool. But then is it like the stuff that gets hit by the, uh, like the moderators slash curators of that community, is that going to like show up top or no? That's the only content that's showed in the feed is what has been curated by the moderators. Ah, okay. And so it has this dual thing where, cause, cause obviously the moderators will be upvoting content that's not only about Thorchain. You know, they might upvote, you know, one of Taskmaster's posts about HBD. Um, but obviously we don't want to show that post in the Thorchain feed. So the way it works is that it filters out the, uh, the content that doesn't have Thorchain tagged in it. So, so basically it has this thing where it's weighted based on the curator upvoting it and also it including that Thorchain tag. And then also, uh, the moderators have the ability to remove posts. Um, so they can basically like, they can basically remove it from that community page. Um, they, they can vote it out of the community page. So while you're, while you're hopefully digging up a screenshot for us, 
Um, the second question is, you know, so with ThorChain, obviously it's it's a separate community, totally unrelated to Leo Finance. They have Discords, they have Twitters, they have, uh, I assume there's Telegram, but you know, I hate Telegram. So um, what is the plan to reach out to people in those already existing communities in order to bring them into the Leo Finance uh, user base and say, hey, post your stuff here, it's well one you can actually you know refer back to stuff which you can't do on discord and stuff um and and two you know it's on blockchain it's part of the whole crypto ethos and all that stuff yeah so the plan right now is to get this community's pages feature live um obviously launching it with thorchain is the first one um and then based on you know what the leo finance community wants we'll we'll kind of connect a few other uh moderators and, and create pages um so, you know, what's that? Governance vote. vote Governance vote. Power. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'll get a couple of these pages going and then we'll start, basically once they start filling up with content, then we just kind of go out on Twitter and, and basically, you know, show it off to, to different communities and crypto uh, ecosystems out there. Um, I think it's actually just going to be, you know, the, the idea behind it is that it, it turns into kind of a, um, you know, a hub for them to reach a broader audience. So, I mean, like if, you know, if they want someone to learn about ThorChain, we want them to send, we, we basically want people in ThorChain to send them to leofinance.io slash ThorChain and say, look, here's like a whole subreddit for ThorChain content that's highly filtered, uh, super high quality, has a lot of engagement on all the content. Um, and then obviously, you know, you can log in, sign up and, and start commenting and asking questions. Um, you know, there's, there's kind of few places out there where, uh, and with all the web two solutions that we've got with Facebook logins and Twitter logins, there's uh, very few places on the internet where you could just log in in 30 seconds and, and comment directly underneath an author's post and, and, you know, nine times out of 10, get a response from the author, you know, answering your questions and, and stuff like that. So um i i think i think it kind of sells itself in a way but then obviously we need to we need to reach out to the to the communities to get the snowball effect going because if you get you know if you get 10 thorchain people on there then those 10 thorchain people are going to continually talk about that page on twitter and and you know it, it turns into 11 then it turns into 12 and um okay. obviously, just just know, for official uh clarity there is no such thing as something that sells itself <laughs> I just want you to know that <laughs> Teslas sell themselves. They really don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, they might not spend a, on advertising, but they don't send. They don't sell themselves. Right. It's it's okay. essentially a um, you know you need to you need to fill the page with obviously we need the page first. Then once we've got the page, we fill it with content. Then once we've got a page with good content on it, um, and obviously new content being added continually, um, that's when we go out to these communities and reach out to them. And I have uh, a contact at ThorChain, you know, who helps run the Twitter account because their their Twitter account is basically run by a few community members. So um, what I'm what I'm hopeful about is that they'll post about the uh, the community page at least a few times, um, telling people about it. So um, things like that. But but the cool thing about the community pages is that it's you know ThorChain is just one page. We could have you know hundreds or thousands of of community pages um, in the long run. So you know someone can create a Tesla page and they can start filtering content and moderating content for Tesla content, um, and then you know obviously share that out on LinkedIn, on Twitter, um, 
and you know they can bring in well, one thing i'm kind of excited about is the idea that you know one leo finance community member sets up like a tesla page and they've got you know a best friend who loves tesla but doesn't use leo finance because they you know don't have a um you know they don't necessarily have a reason to use it or they don't feel like there's a good reason um and then you know basically their friend tells them look you can become a community moderator and help me run this tesla page and it kind of gives them this this sense of ownership um and then obviously just kind of adds extra value to them them using the platform um and obviously then they're just talking about because and, and we were talking about this um with the leo mobile app and and the feeds on it that a lot of the content you see is about hive it's about leo it's about polycub it's about cub people love to talk about the things that they're very passionate about and they don't really care to hear about the other things um so one thing that this community pages feature does really well is collecting people around the topic that they really care about and you know if you're a tesla nut or you're a thorchain nut and all you want to do is read and interact with content about thorchain or tesla then these community pages let you just go to one place and just do that and uh and you're still a part of the broader platform but you're able to sit in your subset uh in your circle of of what you like to talk about um so I, I'm excited about what this community pages means for the user experience of Leo Finance because I think it really filters it out and, and makes it a lot more enjoyable um, in the long run. Um, and then, so this screenshot I'm gonna share is a very rough screenshot. So the, so the stage that we're at in terms of development is that um, we're, we're finishing the lightning feed and the page, the, basically the page framework is built, but it's not polished. So what you're gonna see is the unpolished version. Uh, and I did black out a few things. <laughs> so there you go. It's a little Discord alpha for you. So it's super simple. It's super simple in the beginning. Um, you're literally just looking at the rune price. You're looking at you know some get started links, official links, the moderators that are in there. And then below that, you'll just see a, a feed. And it's just a, a simple feed for Thorchain stuff. I mean, it it was kind of modeled a little bit after Reddit. Um, yeah. So this would bring... be like the header that you're showing here? Exactly. So that's like you open the page and this is the first thing you see. And then below <laughs> it, you just see a feed of content that looks um, very similar to the curated feed. I dig it. I can tell you, you know, I've been using Reddit off and on for uh, many years. And um, Neil loves Reddit. <laughs> Has a very good a relationship with the Reddit community. I have a love-hate relationship with the Reddit. Um, <laughs> But you know, it got it got a lot better once I was able to filter out, you know, nonsense that I didn't like. Um, yeah. You know, because like if you go to the the main page of Reddit, you know, the all page, you know, there's it's all it's and you know it's all kinds of nonsense. Um, and you know, like ninety nine point nine percent of it, I don't care about. <laughs> but but uh, being able to filter, like so so the way they had it, or the way I guess the way they have it now is that you had your subscriptions that you're definitely interested in. Then there's the, the the like all or popular or this couple couple mass indexes, um, but then you can you can subtract out specific stuff. So that's uh, uh, that kind of filtering I think is, is really useful. And you know the people who are diehards about whatever you know Thorchain or Tesla or, or anything, you know having giving them a place to just focus on that I think is great. <clears throat> Is there an R Leo Finance? There is an R Leo Finance. Yeah, there is one, but I don't know if it's used very heavily. Not very, I don't think it's used very much. I think I'm subscribed to it. Let me check here. 
Reddit. I don't even have a Reddit account. <laughs> I just never got, for some reason, never got into Reddit. It's yeah, just it's a capital worse L, capital Leo Finance. <clears throat> yeah, so there's a couple people posting stuff, but not a whole lot of engagement. So my uh, free BTC spans a ton of links there. So um, the other thing that you mentioned was PSPS. So why don't we talk about that before we get to some of the questions in the in the, in the queue here? Yeah, that so seems like, um, that seems like a very self-serving change of direction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm mad at you. Um, I'm curious too. I'm I'm powering down as we speak. SPS. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so we're on this new direction for V2 vaults, which I obviously am extremely excited about. Um, you know, we talked about this a few times now. Um, and then obviously the the at Leo Finance account has been posting about it. Um, this whole V2 vault direction is is designed to basically create a lot more value accrual for the Polycup platform. So kingdoms accrued value in one way, and it and that is just through management fees. Um, and these V2 vaults basically accrue value in five different ways. Um, so just to give everyone the, the quick rundown of that, that is um, the collateral asset, which is basically staked on the native platform. So for HBD, as an example, it's staked as uh, native HBD earning 20% APR for the treasury. Um, for PSPS, it's going to be, you know, SPS staked in, in Splinterlands. Um, that's the collateral in the, in the Oracle account. Um, then there's the wrapping and unwrapping fee. Uh, which obviously is just when you wrap SPS to PSPS or PSPS to SPS, uh, there's a 0.25% fee. And uh, that obviously accrues value for Polycub's uh, protocol and liquidity. Um, then you've got the internal arbitrage, which basically just um, allows the Polycub protocol to, to arbitrage the asset against you know, the, the native asset. So, so for, for PHBD, it's, it's uh, PHBD getting arbitraged against HBD. And, uh, and basically the, the treasury is able to just move, move assets across and, and, and arbitrage and collect revenue. Um, then you've got the utility for LPing against Polycub. So for this is the one where PHBD doesn't obviously have this because it's paired against USDC, uh, but all the other ones do. So PHive is already live and it is paired against Polycub um, and PSPS, which is about to go live, will also be paired against Polycub. And so will all the other V2 vaults. Um, so this creates utility for Polycub. And, uh, you know, one thing I saw Addicted talk about is that, you know, if, if you consider worst case scenarios for, for LPs on the Polycub platform, which is that they, you know, want to sell all their rewards. Um, if all the vaults are paired against Polycub, then the worst case scenario is that they all sell half the rewards so that they can re-LP uh, against Polycub, which also just deepens the liquidity of Polycub. So it kind of creates this, this other value accrual for Polycub, which is that, um, you know, instead of just Polycub disappearing and being sold off, it's actually adding to the liquidity uh, continuously. So Polycub's basically since the, uh, the launch of Peahive, Polycub's liquidity has just been increasing. Um, and with PSPS, it's going to increase even further. And with all the V2 vaults, it's just going to keep increasing the liquidity of Polycub uh, trading, which obviously is, is extremely important. Um, and the fifth method is the governance. So with governance, you know, people will be able to vote uh, different vaults to have more yield. So if you're in the PSPS vault, you know, Neil is a, is a PSPS whale and he's not a P-Hive whale. Um, I can pretty much guarantee that. 
um, then you know Neil will <laughs> Neil will basically fight to get more yield in the PSPS vault, while people who are in Peahive will vote up the Peahive vault and try to get more yield into it. And that basically creates this governance dynamic where um, you need to buy more polycub and stake it as X polycub to vote more yield in the vaults that you like. Um, so you know when there's ten of these V2 vaults out there. Uh, you may be in two of them, and that means that you continuously accrue X polycub so that you can keep voting yield into it, uh, along with all of your uh, basically peers who are in those vaults who are also accumulating X polycub to vote more yield into those same vaults. Um, so it creates that that really that really cool dynamic, which I think just kind of has to be has to be seen to uh, to see the exact value that it brings. Um, well, you know that's all great but we, you know, we need functional governance for that to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the governance we had that first governance vote and that was really a, a test it was a live beta to see how governance worked um and i think it worked pretty well um so we reduced the claim window from 90 days to 30 days um and then from there obviously we need to launch the ui to to do the governance votes continuously for the for the uh the yield driven uh votes but it's going to look a lot like curve and the, okay. the way that curve works. Do we have an ETA on, on when that UI will be available? Um, if I had to guess soon. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask. Yeah. It's the, it's the when soon show. It is the when soon show. I have a soon for all of your wins. <laughs> I'm writing a weekly when soon show recap as we do the call. Nice. <laughs> I was just talking about just, I need something to post when about. Soon. When soon. <laughs> I could do that. This is way too detailed. <laughs> I mean, uh, my hey. free BTC is on is on my side with the PSPS. So make that the best healer. So until we get governance, I will be you know, fighting you're you. Going, you're going to be assigning some kind of yield or some kind of uh, multiplier share to the PSPS. Um, yeah. So so we have PHPD, we have PHive, PSPS is coming. There's another one or two, uh, right? You said P Rune is going to be P Rune is going to be one. Yeah, P Rune dash Polycub. And any others in the, in the near term plans? Um, not right now. I am talking to a few Hive communities that want to launch, um, you know, their own P vaults, um, which which could get interesting. Obviously, you know, I talked about that in one of the AMAs where, uh, if you assume that you know, say that three or five, uh, you know, Hive communities come onto the platform and and launch these vaults, um, and and Edicted had a great idea, which is that the Polycub multi-token bridge can basically just launch their token, uh, create a vault for it with zero multiplier. And then if they want to get, um, if they want to drive yield into their community's vault, then they have to buy up X Polycub and, and vote yield into it. Um, so I think that's what we're going to start doing, um, you know, with, with some of the later V2 vaults. With these first vaults, uh, you asked about PSPS base yield, which is going to be the same as PHive. So it's a 0.5X multiplier. Um, and then with governance, you'll be able to raise that. So I think with PHBD, we started at one X or maybe one and a half, I don't remember. Um, and now it is at, what is it at? I haven't checked in a while. It is at still one and a half X. So I think we started at one and then moved it to one and a half. If I I'm looking correctly. at the uh, polycup liquidity is about 56,000 in there. And that gives it a yield of 67%. Yep. So knowing what I do about SPS, that uh, you can, if you stake, 
inside the game, uh, then you're going to get between SPS and Bouncer, you're getting about a 50% APR right now, although that's highly variable with those prices. So there's enough room for me to put a little bit in at least. Yeah, and I mean, you've got to, like, there's going to be a few interesting dynamics there, obviously, with the governance and uh, with the price of polycubs. So, I mean, as SPS gets driven to that vault, which is kind of what we've seen with Hive, the value of polycub basically goes up and then the trading ability, you know, the, the liquidity yeah. to trade uh, increases as well. So let's just assume that this PSPS vault gets, you know, $50,000 and, and the APR is 70%, which is kind of just using the Hive numbers for that. Um, that's $50,000 more in trading liquidity for Polycub. Um, and then obviously you get all that, uh, value accrual from PSPS from those five things we talked about, uh, which raises the price of Polycub over time, which raises the yield over time. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it gets really interesting when you start to consider all these dynamics kind of playing together. Cause it's with kingdoms, you only have that one dynamic, which is management fees. So it's like, get more TVL, get more management fees. That's all you can do. Uh, with with these these V2 vaults, there's just so many different ways that the treasury earns. And, and with PHBD, I mean, the treasuries earn thousands of dollars um, from wrapping, from um, arbitrage, uh, from staking. I think from on-chain staking, it's earned like 1,800 HBD already. Yeah. So it's it, it gets pretty crazy pretty fast. Yeah, so we'll circle back to HBD in just a second. But... Um... You know, with SPS specifically, you know, there's um, there's a big desire out there for cheaper bridges. So, you know, 0.25% is less than the 0.5% that Terablox is charging, uh, which is, I think, will be a nice little driver. Um, but, you know, they they have, you know, so Terablox is the official bridge with Splinterlands in that if you do the in-game interface, you're going through their system. Um, but they have the standard bridge liquidity issues where it's like, well, you need to have a certain amount in order to, uh, in order to make a bridge successful. And uh, the positive to wrapping is that, you know, you don't have, you're not really limited by liquidity because you're, you're minting the wrap or, or going cold wallet to hot wallet, you know, whatever, um, to, to accommodate that, you know, as you go. So it's uh, good for bigger trades, but we need the SPS polycub LP to be large enough to facilitate those, those yeah. larger sales. So interesting stuff that I'm looking forward to it. I have some liquid SPS. So. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, so HBD, HBD, people are asking. So somebody in uh, in general chat the other day was, was looking at the at the wallets, and it seems like there's like 35,000 HBD that we couldn't find. So, um, so what? Where is all? Or I guess, how is the HBD being held by the by Leo Finance? How much of that is in like protocol and liquidity? That's kind of separate. Um, where is everything going? Basically. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I did see that in uh, in general chat. So. Um, we actually, that same day we set up, and I don't know if that's what kind of led into the conversation, but that same day we set up these, um, th this cold wallet, uh, for PHBD. So, um, it holds HBD in the Oracle. Um, so we've got, we've got the PHBD. So there's, 
there's basically two accounts on the high blockchain. There's P-HBD, which is the actual hot wallet Oracle account where people wrap and unwrap uh, HBD. Um, then we've got PHBD-Cold, which is basically the new cold wallet for, for HBD, which is basically going to handle overflow from, from the PHBD wallet. Um, and then the third wallet is, so those are the two on-chain wallets. The third wallet is an exchange wallet that is held by the Polycub uh, protocol and liquidity um, to arbitrage back and forth. Um, so I know Mr. Tatz uh, was the one asking the questions in, in general chat, and he was saying it's kind of unfair that the Polycub protocol basically can own PHBD on Polygon, but own HBD on the exchange, which doesn't have to be held in the Oracle. Um, so, so essentially what that's doing is allowing the protocol to arbitrage on the exchanges without actually having to wrap and unwrap every single time, um, which which is an interesting thing, but um, you know that was kind of designed from the beginning um, with what I wanted to do in terms of, um, and, and I talked about that on the, on the AMAs, it was called internal arbitrage, um, which is just to keep the balance, um, basically just to keep the prices in line, but then more importantly, because anyone can arbitrage, obviously, like there's, I've seen Tony Montana arbitrage a ton of times, I've seen a couple other uh, accounts, I think, um, that other one? It's another big account arbitraging a lot. Um, but basically anybody can arbitrage, but the uh, global currencies is the other big arbitrager uh, on HBD and PHBD. Um, but the real value for it is that that third, I think it's a third. Yeah, the third method of value accrual that we keep talking about is, is arbitrage. And uh, I think uh, last time I checked it, the the Polycub protocol earned about $2,500 from arbitraging since PHBD launched. Um, and essentially, it's just earning that by selling PHBD when it's over a dollar or, or at least more expensive than the exchange prices that it can buy it at. Um, and, then, and then obviously rebuying HBD on other exchanges. So one way it's been doing that is selling PHBD into Bitcoin and then buying HBD with Bitcoin on exchanges like Bittrex. Um, where it's trading at like 93 cents right now. But obviously liquidity isn't that great. So it can't be continuously arbitraging that. Um, but it's always trying with the order books. So, okay. So I had thought that the internal arbitrage was going through the same process as everybody else just automatically. But you're saying that's not the case. It's, right. So, so that you can, you can sell on Polygon and buy on the Hive and there's no, um, there's no bridge transfer, no wrapping, unwrapping. It's just doing it on both sides at the same time. Exactly. And then sometimes there is a bridge transfer. Um, I, like when it buys HBD on chain, there is a bridge transfer. But when it buys HBD on exchanges, like centralized exchanges, there is no bridge transfer because uh, it's just keeping basically an order book balance. Okay. Um, so, so there's going to be, there's going to be HBD all over the place though. So there's going to be in, in the different hive accounts, there's going to be on centralized exchanges. There's going to be, uh, you know, inside the internal market on hive, uh, you know, in, inside orders that are, that are mm -hmm. standing. So, yeah. So that's why, you know, when Mr. Tatz was asking about, you know, he basically was saying that HB or PHBD was depegged from HBD. Um, I jumped in general chat and I said, no, it's, it's backed one-to-one -one by HBD. Um, but that HBD is also being held on centralized exchanges in order books. Um, so that kind of, I guess that does get confusing. And he wasn't saying that it was like a breach of, uh, you know, like a breach of, I don't remember the words he used, but like a total breach of trust or breach of uh, the HBD peg. 
Uh, but he was saying that outside users would be confused if they looked and tried to verify the supply, um, yeah. which I get. But at the same time, I do think that the value that is that is being gained from that arbitrage is is massive. Um, yeah. So there's some give and take there. I mean, that's fair. But you know, fundamentally, we are trusting you know you and Leo Finance to manage all that and not blow the whole thing up. Yeah. Like, like, let's say you took some of that HBD onto an exchange and then, you know, traded futures on it and then lost, you know, that could be bad, right? So, you know, we are, we are fundamentally relying on you for that, which, you know, I'm yeah. okay with, you know, I've got, <laughs> you know, $80,000 in the HBD pool, but um, uh, I, you know, I can understand some people would be more hesitant about that. You know, that's okay. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that this is all, you know, you're trusting, really you're trusting the technology because it's not like, you know, it's not like there's a there's a cow sitting behind the computer moving a thousand HPD around at a time. But, but it's, it's all handled by bots. Yeah, it's it's Calbot. It's Calbot. But there could be. Uh, okay, so that uh, that makes more sense because I was I was looking at the wallets myself and I was like, okay, well, there's there's the the main one, the wrapping one. There's the cold one. I saw Leo Maker coming in and out. I was trying to follow stuff and I was looking at Polygon, seeing how much was held outside of the hot and the cold wallet. And, you know, those numbers did not quite match up, but um, yeah, what you're saying makes sense. When you add, when you add up the, you basically when you add up the transfers and then add up the Bitcoin, because it's actually holding Bitcoin and then it's also holding HBD and then it's also holding the PHBD. Um, so it's, it's basically selling into Bitcoin, but not necessarily transferring that Bitcoin every time to the exchange, uh, but it is converting that back into HBD. Um, so it's basically just keeping a, it, it's almost like, um, actually, if you get a token listed on a centralized exchange like Bittrex or others, they will actually offer you like this package where, and obviously I've looked into this a lot for, for Leo and other things. Um, they offer you this package where they can sell you a market making bot um, on those exchanges. Um, so essentially what we did is create our own version of that um, for, for exchanges like Bittrex that have HBD. Uh, there's not a lot of liquidity there and there's definitely not a lot of trading volume, but you can get filled on, on HBD orders. So um, there's basically just, there's basically just uh, a balance that's being kept in on Bittrex it's HBD and it's paired against Bitcoin. So there's a balance being kept uh, trying to buy HBD and trying to sell uh, HBD as well. And Tony Montana is saying that Hive just pumped 10%. Must have been Because we mentioned P Hive on the, on the AMA. <laughs> If I had to guess, you know, I'm I'm surprised that there's not more people jumping into PI because, you know, what what is what is on-chain curation APRs like? Twelve percent. No, twelve percent. If you're good, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and you know, PI Polycom's paying sixty-six percent, so that's that's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone could probably R P high now. Yeah, somebody went like, internal uh, arbitrage. Like Tony. It, it might you know, be going you know, now. Have you not set up the uh, internal arbitrage on Beehive? No, it is going. It is oh. it is going. But we'll see. I mean, it's all automated, so we'll see if it because uh, it's gotta it's gotta basically be able to buy it and sell it at the same it does it exactly at the same moment. So right. um, yeah. Yeah, this is uh I've I've talked a lot about to, to Gerber in the past about um, single swap arbitrage where you have to have all legs funded at the same time and then just to rotate, you know, one, one stack on each thing. 
but uh, similar kind of dynamics. Um, so still on on PHPD, when curve factory pool? <laughs> that is potentially in this universe. That requires um, a little bit of work on our end to because we got to basically completely rewrite our vault uh, and the way it works. Because the vault works for sushi swap, it doesn't work for curve. Um, so once we get through some of these more some more of these v2 vaults then i'm gonna i'm gonna start looking at it with the devs okay so it's gonna be a little while with this though yeah we could put it it's in the universe for sure okay because you know just the uh the 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 10x increase in near price liquidity is you know i think worth it you know i i fortunately i would manage to to grab lord butterfly he was selling hbd like over the counter uh, the other day, just because uh, you know he runs the uh, the hive marketing uh, DHF proposal, and uh, so he needed to to sell some of the HBD in order to pay for uh, the next phase of I guess they're doing a documentary of some sort on Hive. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, does anybody want to buy some HBD?" I was like, "I'll take that." <laughs> Yeah, and that way is able to get a big chunk, and uh, instead of doing like this thousand dollars a day kind of thing, because uh, that is painful. So more <laughs> when Polyclub Luna. <laughs> you know that was uh, that was part of the plan. I think if you go back a couple AMAs, there was a discussion about P Luna, and uh, unlike Thorchain, I think we successfully dodged yeah. the bullet. Well, there's going to be new Luna now, and and Luna Classic or whatever. So, so. yeah. We'll see. Maybe the new Luna will get listed. Yeah, it's uh, you know, if if anybody goes back in the Discord, uh, I I think I said it in the finance. It's actually playing out exactly like I predicted. So, you know, there's going to be some some sort of token turn in where you exchange old Luna for new Luna. They're going to back new UST with Bitcoin, and uh, basically just you know turn the whole thing into a uh, something reasonable <laughs> instead of one that'll implode not touching anything luna related with 10 foot pole there's going to be yeah, games uh, to be made that is a good uh segue is uh what do you guys think of the whole luna situation and how it's unfolded because i think the last ama we did it was kind of just starting to unfold luna was probably still over 20 or 30 dollars now it's uh, not even listed on most exchanges. Just remind me of a Jay-Z song. It was all good just a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Kat, what, what is your take on the whole Luna thing? I mean, outside of hot mess. Um, <laughs> I mean, I got some friends that, you know, uh, decided to gamble, have some fun, and uh, buy some uber cheap, luna fractions of a penny i don't know if i would have threw like a thousand plus dollars at that gamble but <laughs> they did uh maybe it works out i mean because obviously with this quote-unquote hard fork you know and then new luna i mean obviously you get some of that and then uh maybe one day all is well but Doesn't their know, snapshot I, of new Luna go back to pre-attack? They talked about sure. something like that. And if that's the case, then anyone that's speculating now is definitely taking an L. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw, I've seen different proposals. I don't know which one they're actually going with. Uh, but yeah, the one, one proposal was like 40% will be to old Luna holders before the, uh, the cascade. Uh, then yeah. 40% will go to like people who bought the dip. Uh, just, you know, because like, they'll get reward people trying to defend and then another 20% going to, I think the, the app builders. Uh, I think that might've been the one I saw. I, I honestly, I haven't been paying too much attention to it just because I don't really have probably any, uh, motivation to throw any capital at it and gamble. Yeah. I'm, yeah. uh, trying to focus limited capital on coins I actually want to begin <laughs> with. So. But, uh, you know, I, I do think they will relaunch. I do think they'll be back. Um, I don't think they'll be the darling that they were, you know, too much uh, uh, goodwill has been, has been burned. But, uh, you know, I could see them being, you know, top 20 coin again. And uh, if, they, if they don't build in negative feedback loops to their coins, then I think it'll continue to... <laughs> to to be uh be viable but it'll just become an also and you know like a like a polka dot kind of thing where it's you know yes there's this other thing over here and it has its diehard community and you know it fits into the overall ecosystem somewhere addicted is giving yeah. us pro tips buy more bitcoin that's all i've bought so far on this tip surprisingly yeah, I'm, I'm upset we're not dipping more. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Because I have orders in place. What, uh, what exchange are you leveraging for these uh, oh, orders? I'm just on uh, PancakeSwap limit orders. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, I forgot you can do that on PancakeSwap. Yeah. I'm going to have to so, dive into that. So on, on BSC, PancakeSwap does it. They've integrated Gelato. And then on Polygon QuickSwap integrated gelato. Oh, nice. I think SushiSwap did as well. I'd have to check. So like, but if you're on the PancakeSwap UI, like you can find yeah. that option or how to do it. Yeah, it's under, and under the trade menu tab. Oh, it'll say limit. Sweet. And then, um, you know, it holds. So you, you put in whatever order you want and then it'll hold your funds for you. So that those leave your wallet. And, um, you know, if you cancel an order, it'll refund you. That's uh, also oh, pancake swap so, is into the custody game. Yeah, effectively, you know, it's, it's in, it's in, held inside, uh, you know, contracts. So yeah, theoretically a little bit safer. Awesome. But, uh, I will yeah. have to migrate some funds into, uh, BUSD so, or the like. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I'm bidding on BTCP, which is the yep, Binance Smart Chain version of Bitcoin. And, I gotta be honest, you like every, I was I was actually dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin over the last few weeks, small amounts though. Um, but uh, everything that I was grabbing was you know I was doing BTCP and and putting it in the uh, single Bitcoin pool. Yeah. On Cub. And honestly, like the chunks that I bought over the last week, as soon as that clears off the miserable central exchange, I'll be moving that and flipping it into BTCB and staking that as well. I just yep. don't see a point of not earning some yield on my Bitcoin. 
That's fair. You know, Belt is just paying like nothing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 yield's minimal, but but like seventeen percent minimal. <laughs> is it is it seventeen now? Not not on belt, but when you do the belt plus the code. Yeah. No, I didn't realize that was high. I thought it was down to like nine. Yeah, the belt is nothing. The belt's paying like two percent, I think. So the uh the cub aspects what makes it worthwhile. When BTC dash polycub. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> oh, my answer's gonna be soon. <laughs> um no that's BTC. i mean that is an interesting point is that you know you're having trouble finding yield on on bitcoin on on you know especially with single stake bitcoin vaults the idea behind polycub is long term that you know you have your bitcoin and kind of like thorchain where they say you know you'll one day be able to asymmetrically pool your your bitcoin and and not have any impermanent loss um you know there's a similar idea with polycub which is that um, you know, with Polycub having its its limited supply of seven million, um, and then the protocol and liquidity constantly buying it for for long term yield. Um, you know, imagine a day where you're you're staking your Bitcoin into the Bitcoin Polycub vault, um, and Polycub is you know super stable, um, and you're you're basically staking your Bitcoin and earning you know say 15, 20% yield a year uh, on that Bitcoin. So I think. Uh, that's that's kind of the long-term vision is that is that what we're creating is that long-term stable uh reliable uh yield on on things like bitcoin and phive and phbd yeah. all paired against polycub polycub is the new rune so what are, awesome. are we getting that uh that thorchain pool uh soon if i had to For guess um but yeah, the, the bridge for that is uh, slightly more complicated. So um, no, no, uh, no dates on that yet. Neil, Someone the real question is, is, is when, when governors vote on Cub DeFi to reduce emissions rate of Cub? I don't know that that's a good idea. Um, I don't know if it's a good idea either, but I'm throwing it out there so we can get feedback. <laughs> we don't actually yeah. we don't even need a reduction in, in, in emissions rate. When when vaults, when when all the things that yeah. make cub number go up. <laughs> that's that's See, the really cool the thing. Question. When number go up. Right. When number go up. Um, the cool thing is that we're we're deploying um, all of these updates from Polycub into Cub all at once. So Cub's just going to get that massive overhaul at once um, instead of the slow rollout. And uh, my free BTC is saying, but isn't creating too many farms going to dilute yield, specifically once we rely on the POL yield buying? Yeah, if you create too many vaults and they don't generate value for Polycub's token, then you dilute yield and, and obviously APRs just drop. However, if you deploy, you know, say 10 vaults and those 10 vaults are bringing massive value to Polycub, so like PHBD is bringing a ton of value. Um, and then obviously with, with those new V2 vaults, like PHive-Polycub, PSPS-Polycub, you're, you're accruing so much value that the value of Polycub is continuously rising and that ultimately drives up the yield. Um, and then each of those vaults will just continue to, to drive um, value into the, into the Polycub token, which obviously raises yield um, in, in dollar terms. Um, 
you know, the, the, the long-term thing with the, you know, with vaults is that there's a cap on the multipliers and then governance takes over and, and essentially you just are moving around a limited amount of multipliers on the same set of say 10 vaults. Um, so are so, we still know, at the 10 X as the limit? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I don't know if there was ever a 10 X limit on it. Um, I don't know what the multipliers are. I can look at the contract though. Um, but essentially the multipliers are just kind of a, the multipliers are just a measurement of the, you know, the distribution of yield, which is, yeah. uh, I mean, it's a hundred percent of whatever exactly block inflation is at any given time. Right. So that's, and that can be only be assigned so many different ways and still be appreciable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so once we've got those 10, 10 or whatever v2 volts out and the the multipliers are set then the governance is going to be going to be you know just distributing that yield so um you know if if neil wants 90 percent of the multipliers to be into the psps vault then he can stick a bunch of x polycub and, and vote it up yeah now can we can we only vote things up or can we also vote other things down um you can only vote things up Yeah, the governance looks exactly like uh, curves. Very, very similar. And uh, is it so? Like on curve, they have um, they have weekly votes because it's on Ethereum and fees are ridiculous and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so for for ex polycup voting, is it going to be like a continual vote where it's like snapshots every block or every day or once a month or whatever? Or is it just like I I am voting for this and it's it's voted for that until I change it? Yeah, the the current model is that it takes a weekly snapshot, um, but that can be changed. Um, so that parameter within it can be changed. So the snapshots can be taken whenever we want. Um, so so it's it it kind of depends on how how it plays out. I I want to see how it works on the weekly snapshots, and then obviously we can change it, and we could change it with the government's vote change it to daily snapshots or monthly snapshots if we want. You know, once uh, once everything's set up, I don't think we'll see too much in the way of changing allocation. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty stable until, you know, someone decides to come in and say, hey, I've got, you know, 500,000 PHBD and I want the yield to be driven into that vault. So I'm going to buy up $200,000 worth of Polycub and, and vote my yield up. My my polycub bags will thank you. <laughs> well, and then that's the thing is that the yield on every vault goes up, so it's uh it's fun. It's all a self. What we're what we're creating now is a self feeding system where every single thing on the platform drives more value for the platform. Whereas I think with kingdoms and uh, you know the way they worked before, it didn't drive a lot of value into the platform itself. Well, the thing I like about kingdoms is that it's bringing in external value because it's right. you know you're, you're you're capturing that yield from from sushi swap or from you know curve or wherever, and uh, and bringing that home into the polycup ecosystem. So we're not yeah totally relying on what's already here. Right. Uh, so are those are I know some of those vaults are going away, like you said the um, the curve uh, stable stable coin pool is going to be deprecated at some point. Are all of the external vaults going away or are we keeping some of them? 
Well, I think, you know, and, and after the last AMA, you know, I was talking to the team a little bit and thinking about it. And, uh, you know, I think it makes sense to just drop the multipliers on them um, and keep them because, you know, if you want to, if you want to LP stable coins on curve, you know, why wouldn't we let you um, with just a super low or maybe even non-existent multiplier um, just to make it because that idea of yield optimization still exists where, you know, some people don't want to go out and look for platforms like curve and, and figure out how to use them. Uh, they just want to stake it on something they're familiar with. Um, so there, there is a, there is a scenario where that kind of remains. Um, and I'm just kind of so talking with the team a little bit. In that scenario, would, would people still be able to buy X poly cup and vote yield to those pools? That's the question. Um, not sure. We may put it to a governance vote. We may have a, uh, we may have a, a super, um, a super meta governance vote where you can vote on governance to see if we should vote on governance for those vaults. Okay. I mean, to <laughs> me, it doesn't, like from a user perspective, it doesn't make any difference wh where the vault is or what, what the underlying vault is. Uh, I should, if we're voting to allocate yield, we should be able to vote to allocate yield wherever. Right. Well, and the thing is, if you're an ex polycub holder, that means that you own a lot of polycub. Um, the value accrual for polycub on and this is the reason why we were saying we would get rid of those kingdoms is that the value accrual on the phbd usdc farm is exponentially higher than the value accrual on the stable coin kingdom so that is the reasoning behind you know kind of deprecating the stable coin kingdom and and moving our focus into the phbd farm because um, in the kingdom you get that one method of value accrual in that phbd usdc farm you get those four methods of value accrual so um in terms of being a polycub holder and an ex-polycub holder i think your incentives lie in, in driving yield in the phbd dash usdc uh instead of the stablecoin kingdom so um yeah i mean i mean the goal really is just to put everything to governance votes and just you know the the ex-polycub holders have their best interest in heart which is to moon the polycub price so they'll make decisions based around that uh framework Yeah, sounds... I like the idea of the vote. Also, I mean, the low and the multiplier thing, because like sometimes I'm like, well, why not both? You know? Yeah. Like, why not? Uh, even though it is less va value accrual, why not just have um, all the stable coin options? 100%. I mean, well, they're already set up, so it doesn't take any work on our part. It's more just the, what polycup holders want. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So are we getting, are we getting PSPS today? Or... Um, not today. I was hoping to do it before the AMA, but uh, we need to fix one thing uh, before it goes live. So uh, not today, but soon, very soon. Yeah, this, this week for sure, 100% chance of uh, PSPS <laughs> this week. 100% chance. <laughs> You can hold me to that one. You can hold me to that one. Because I had the button. I mean, I wanted to press the button before we went live, but I had to wait for one thing. <laughs> All right. So if you have SPS, get it ready. Get it liquid. Get it ready. Well, Absolutely. you would have had to have got it ready before because, you know, if it's staked in-game, it takes four weeks to, to unstake. But, yeah, we should uh, probably start putting some announcements out. That the... Um, you know, I, I have some, I have some staked in game. I have some in liquidity pools. I have some just sitting in Binance Smart Chain. Uh, and, I might uh, have to 
Yeah. No, I was just go ahead, finish. Oh, I was just saying, you know, I, I have enough to cover the amount of polycomp that I have already liquid. So uh, how much how heavy to go will depend on all the units. So. I have the opposite like problem. I don't have liquid polycub. Or I could just take the haircut and just eat the penalty, which possibly could be worth it if I'm in hour one of the pool. Yeah, it might be. Because or you can yeah, buy more polycub. Well, that's an option too, but <laughs> well, investor's dilemma. Yeah. Let's just say buying more polycub is a little difficult emotionally and mentally right now. Much exposure, especially when we factor in cub. <laughs> well, you know, cat, addicted need, cat gonna, needs cub bounce. Addicted is going to support the price level of cub all by himself, is what he says. <laughs> so it's going to prop up the 600K market cap. There you go. Uh, so wow. you know, it's, it's a can't lose scenario. Exactly. And that advice is worth what you pay for. <laughs> 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 so cal i know you got to jump uh shortly so anything you want to leave us with think the things we should be thinking about doing um for the next week yeah um so get your psps right or get your sps ready for psps uh which is a funny name but that's just kind of how it shook, shook out um and uh get ready for communities on leo finance hopefully by the next ama um if everything goes smoothly um and uh and yeah leo mobile v1 sitting in app stores waiting for approval so we'll see uh oh, nice. yeah that could take a while though so i'm not really talking about it that much um yeah, so. yeah i've been using the, the mobile app more lately and uh it's been good do, do we have notifications i know you have notifications working on android are they working on ios yep they are so uh, if you are not getting notifications, then first check to see that you're updated. Second, check to see that notifications for Leo Finance's app are enabled in your yeah. notification center. I disabled most of those, so I probably turned mine off. I'll check it out. Very cool. All right. I guess that does it for this week. Yep. Thanks for and coming, everybody. Next time will be the 24th. Um, are, are we going to be back to our, so today was a little bit early because you have like these other meetings. Yeah. We're going to be back to, uh, I can't remember what our, what our normal time is. Yeah. <laughs> it always changes. It's, uh, that's the thing about the universe. It's, uh, it's a fickle creature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 11 ish, 12 ish. Yeah. In Eastern time. Ish. Yep. Cool. Right on. All right. Well, We'll see you in the universe then. Yep. See you guys next week. Later.